0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. Sin causes us to hide. Just like when you and I were little children and we broke something or we spilled something, we tried to hide it. Sin also means separation. Like when we were little kids and our parents found out that we broke something or spilled something and you were sent to the corner or maybe to your room. But you and I know that sin is more serious than that. And we still try to hide our sin, which is why we have skeletons in our closets and pasts that haunt us. Sin still causes separation in our world, dividing spouses, friends, neighbors, and even churches. And sin also causes a lot of pain and suffering with that. And it is even so with God. Adam and Eve hid from God after they sinned. They hid under their garments that they had sewed of fig leaves. There was separation and division. They began to blame each other and even the devil. Their fellowship, their family family relationship with God was shattered. The prophet Isaiah describes this as the original ongoing reality of even what the Israelites would go through. When he says, Your iniquities have made a separation between you and God, and your sins have hidden... His face from you that's what the curtain temple was all about hiding and separation God wanted to be with his people but because of sin God and man could no longer dwell together in safety and so the temple hid the face of God and kept God at a safe distance but it wasn't the only curtain temple the entire temple reflected this as you had ever decreasing access to God, the closer you came into the temple from the court of the Gentiles to the court of the women, to the court of the priests, to the holy place, to the most holy place or the holy of holies, which was the actual throne room of God, the temple curtain hid and separated what was God and what was his people which was all about the priests and why they carried out their specific duties and sacrifices. A lot of this tonight is what you heard of from our Hebrews chapter 10 reading, talking about the curtain that separated us, and eventually the curtain which would be torn into two, which is Jesus' flesh. In the the Old Testament temple, as a sinner, you would bring a sacrifice to the temple, confess your sins, and transfer them onto some sort of animal. That priest would take them that that animal back to the holy place where it would be sacrificed on your behalf. Your substitute for that should have been you, just as our substitute for Christ on the cross should have been us. But the people had no access to God. Only the priest could go back there for you. And only the high priest could go all the way back to the Holy of Holies, and that was only one time of year on the Day of Atonement. And he would do this with great fear and intrepidation. If he went in on the wrong day, or if he went in on the wrong way, it would mean his death. We hear of stories about how a rope would be tied around the priest, and as he would go in, he would go in counting the steps, he would memorize the steps and the turns that he would have to make, and they would tie this rope around the priest because if he had gone the wrong way or had done something wrong and were to die, they could not go in and get him. They would have to pull him out. You might say this seems rather complicated, but as we heard last Sunday, God is about order, and sin is serious business in his eyes. And so now you can imagine how frightening a thing it must have been on that first Good Friday where the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. Those people in that temple probably thought they were going to die. The temple, you have to remind yourself, maybe you didn't even know this. The temple was some 60 feet high at its peak. Think of a six-story building. There are records from Scripture and even Jewish literature that speak of the temple curtain being 20 feet wide and 60 feet long and 4 inches thick. Think about that for a moment. 20 feet wide by 60 feet long by 4 inches thick. These don't hang in your living room. If they do, I want to see them. It would take 300 priests to open the curtain for the one priest to enter. This curtain could easily be seen in downtown Little Rock if you were driving by on one of the highways. And then remember when this all happened. Matthew tells us in his account that it was at the time of the Passover and Jerusalem was packed with people and the number of lambs being sacrificed was at its highest point of the entire year. There were so many lambs being sacrificed and so much blood being shed that it's said that the brook of Kidron outside of the temple wall in Jerusalem became a river of blood at this every time of this year. And so there wasn't just one guy in the temple when the curtain tore, but droves of people. And it was probably panic and pandemonium. Like when the angel of death went through Egypt on the Passover. Except this time, there was no death. As I just mentioned, if you were a priest and went in the wrong way, you were put to death. Imagine what happened with these people. All of a sudden, this temple curtain is torn from top to bottom. They figured they were lost. But there was no death. Because the death that had just taken place outside of the walls of Jerusalem, on the cross, had paid for the sins of the world. And as he heard from Hebrews, the Lamb of God has been slain for the world. The sacrifice to end all sacrifices had been offered. Our separation from God caused by sin was ended. For now all sin had been atoned for. It had been paid for. It had been placed to Jesus. All of your sin, my sin, every last one of them hidden and even revealed to others, all placed on Christ for you jesus our great high priest entered into the presence of god for us by his own blood and so now that big temple curtain no longer mattered it was no longer needed jesus changed everything we now have complete and full access to god as our father not through human beings not through pastors or other people but through Christ and Christ alone. And by him and by his spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba meaning Daddy. We can always and everywhere go to our Father, not in fear, but in peace. But this is not just the tearing of the temple curtain and the simple meaning of it falling apart, as we might see in our minds. Jesus was already foreshadowing this in his life. As we have heard from time to time throughout the many miracles of Jesus, he goes from house to house and he usually does something miraculous. He takes the outcasts like lepers and those who are sick and he sits down with them and he listens to them and he heals them. And even some of the lowest of lows, he eats with them. He wants to be associated with them. On the night when he was betrayed, all of his disciples would ask, Is it I? Am I the one who's going to betray you? And all the while, it was one of them who spoke of who it was really going to be. It was Judas. But yet it's not just Judas. It's all of us. Each and every time we sin, we not only go against God, we not only separate and hide from God, we also betray God. But Jesus, nonetheless, serves us, just as he did those 12 disciples, including Judas Judas, and even us. He loves us and eats with us and feeds us and takes care of us. Even at times when we act like Peter and say, it will never be us, not me. But then also like Peter, it is us denying our Lord through thoughts, words, and deeds. And yet later on, Jesus comes to Peter and forgives him and restores him just as Jesus comes to you and he feeds you and restores you with his forgiveness and his love and he restores you into God's presence. That's what Jesus is all about for you. It's everything that he does for you. It's about restoring you back to the family of God, not separating you, but restoring you through the forgiveness of sins. God is no longer hidden from us. God is no longer separated from us. But we are brought back back together by Jesus' love, joy, and peace. But the tearing of the temple curtain just didn't signify that. There's even more. Because it's not the temple curtain that lets us in. It's Jesus' flesh and blood as you heard tonight from Hebrews, which is the true temple curtain which was torn for us that brings for us the gracious presence of God into the whole world. Now all nations can come to Jesus, no matter if they're in Jerusalem or Little Rock. Now all nations can come, all people, all sinners can come by the word and the spirit of God. Because the apostles would be sent out into all the world, not to hide the presence of God, but to reveal the presence of God through his word and through his sacraments. And so as Jesus died, he not only gave up his spirit, but he gave out his spirit to the church. And now that spirit is here tonight through his forgiveness made available for all of you. And so Jesus is not hidden from you, He is not separated from you. He is here revealed to you in the hearing of your words tonight that Jesus has forgiven you all of your sins. I say those are your words because those are the words that are placed onto you. Placed onto you in your baptism, placed onto you to forgive you and restore you, but also placed onto you and into you to give to one another through the forgiveness of sins. Because we have hidden ourselves and separated ourselves from our neighbors. We don't need to recount how we've done that. But his words that he places onto us and gives to us here tonight will restore and bring us back together with each other. The love and forgiveness that has been given to us will also be given to one another. That we be reconciled and no longer separated. Spouses, families, friends, neighbors, all people, and that means all people. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has indeed been sacrificed for us. Death is done, life reigns, God is present for you. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.